They say every struggle is a sign of a missing system. But as creatures of habit, how long does it take us to appreciate the changes when we create a solution to a missing system? How we deal with change varies for each individual. So this podcast is dedicated to how we can use getting off and on autopilot to our advantage as we pursue our well-being goals. One human superpower is adaptivity. So let's use it to our advantage. Welcome to the official podcast of True Basis Health, where we focus on living a life that connects health and mindset for optimal well-being. In each episode, Mika Hill, certified total well-being coach and perfect health educator, will cover bite-sized topics ranging from transformational well-being practices to maximizing mindset and how to live a rewarding life full of purpose. Here's your hostess, Mika Hill. Some people do spring cleaning annually. For others, it's a continual clean-out process. The impending change of seasons and a little downtime brought an opportunity to reevaluate and, quite frankly, reinvent. Those of you that know me can appreciate I'm all about improvement and efficiency. As the weather finally turned here in North Carolina, I took the opportunity to organize and cull my closet. As I moved aside the colder weather clothes and made room for my spring edit, I decided it was a good time to implement a few new systems. Does anyone else have Pinterest boards with organizing ideas? Please tell me I'm not the only one. Or maybe you've pinned one of those Instagram videos showing you how to fold items best. There's nothing I love better than a good system and a well-organized space. Organizing just lights me up, and I regularly volunteer to help my sister with her closet. It's so much easier when it's someone else's stuff to organize. But anyway, following the clean-out, I decided to replicate a drawer inspiration that I had seen. Well, it's been well over two weeks now, and darn it if I still don't reach for socks in what is now the Marie Kondo workout drawer. No lie. It got me thinking about why does it take us so long to adjust when we're the ones that initiate change? And I'm talking about all changes from our desire to eat better, work out, start a meditation practice, whatever your desired change may be. Takes a while. Part of the issue with change is that we live on autopilot. Well, what is autopilot? Autopilot is a state or condition in which activity or behavior is regulated automatically in a predetermined or instinctive manner. And I actually read where one study of 2,000 adults found that 94% regularly function on autopilot four times a week for almost three hours a day. It's estimated that almost 11 hours a week or 23 days a year we spend in this mindless state doing the same things day in and day out. Anyone resonate with that? Not sure you agree with the statistic? Think the last time you drove to work or on a familiar route. 
How often have you ended up somewhere and then you realize you hadn't been thinking about driving at all when you got there? You don't know how you got there. Yes, four years of the average adult life are spent doing things without real thought or concentration. Now, there are two reasons why we operate out of autopilot. One, maybe you're just really good at what you do and you no longer need to give things real thought. Or two, maybe you're just stuck in the same old routine of thoughts and behaviors. You feel tired and lethargic. Two different ways to look at it. In general, the goal is to avoid operating like programmed living, breathing computers and robots. So I'm curious, how often are you doing something on autopilot? What is it? And what would you like to get off of autopilot? In your mind, what is the difference between operating on autopilot versus being in a rut? I don't know about you, but being in a rut is about going through the motions, feeling numb, not feeling like you're living life to the fullest. It has more of a negative connotation to me. While autopilot is typically thought of as only a few steps higher than being in a rut, I feel like we can actually use autopilot to our advantage. Let me tell you why. The reason being is because sometimes autopilot lacks effort on our behalf. And is anyone else out there interested in making things more effortless? I think routines can be super helpful, mainly when they're good for you routines, right? How cool is it when you can put your self-improvement routine or health building routine on autopilot and make things effortless. The more we do something good for us over and over, the more the neurons in the brain fire to create this synaptic connection. And you've probably heard the saying, neurons that wire together, fire together. That means the more you do something, the stronger the connection becomes. They also become faster, more efficient. Things become easier. Now, this is great if you're learning a new skill like a language or an instrument, but when you have a behavior that doesn't support your well-being, it works against you. Essentially, these neurons maintain our habits, good and bad. And the more we do a particular thing, the further it strengthens those neural circuits. So let's talk about autopilot and synaptic pruning which is the brain's process of pruning away connections between neurons that don't get used and instead focusing on improving connections that get used more frequently. First, how do we break patterns that need interruption, i.e. getting off autopilot? And then how do we use autopilot to replace them with something more positive to improve our self-care routine? So the first one, interrupting negative patterns. Change is difficult. (laughs) We are creatures of habit because there's security in routine. And when the routine isn't beneficial and you create negative patterns, eventually they lead to problems. If you live in a chaotic mess or your food is consistently wired for junk, you have unfortunately set your autopilot to self-destruction. I reference food and environment, but also think about other ways your life might be on autopilot. Maybe it's your thoughts. Are you judgmental, insecure, or negative? How is your self-care, your grooming practices? What about your exercise routine or lack thereof? The way you deal with stress. There's so many ways 
we put our life on autopilot. So what does it take to get off autopilot when things aren't leading you in your desired direction? Two words, radical change. (laughs) Seriously, though, to get off autopilot, we need to interrupt the pattern purposefully. We need to break the normal routine, even if you like it. If it's not ultimately taking you to your goal, it's got to go. So how do we do that? How do we create a new autopilot that is health and well-being promoting? Well, we reprogram by consistently replacing negative patterns with positive ones. Easier said than done, right? I know. Change requires effort. You are resisting well-established behaviors and working against your unconscious. So it's going to require resilience. It's going to require planning and support. And this is big work. After all, you want to make big life changes that involve abandoning the way you've always done things and developing a new skill or habit. Several years ago, I knew I had a problem. My office is next door to the house, so I would consciously try to go to town to see more of the world. If I didn't, my whole life would revolve around basically one city block. One morning, I went to Hardy's for a country ham biscuit. The Hardy's here is really quite interesting. Each morning, a group of retirees gather to start their day together, and I had decided that I was going to eat my biscuit inside instead of eating in the car. That way I could be mindful as I was eating. So one of the gentlemen at the table next to me started chatting with the new girl. (laughs) The biscuit was really good, and I decided to go back the next day. Well, this time, the girl at the register was like, country ham biscuit? She remembered me from the day before. And by the end of the week, I realized I had been there five days in a row. My car was literally turning out the driveway and going to Hardy's every morning for my biscuit. One biscuit every once in a while is great. But you and I both know that this biscuit obsession had replaced my oatmeal and apples, and it was setting me up to work against my health goals. So how do you interrupt autopilot and course correct? I'm going to give you a three-step process that worked for me because I like acronyms and to help you remember them. The acronym is POA. No, it's not power of attorney. It's pause one associate, pause one associate. So the first step when you are trying to course correct and interrupt a routine that's an or a habit that's on autopilot is to pause. Pause and reflect. Take notice of what you're doing uh, that you want to change. The status quo is comfy. I know that. When you reflect, though, you might not be ready and willing to make a change yet, but you decide about your future goal. And when we want to break habits, we've got to consciously choose to do that. And this involves stepping back, looking at the bigger picture, and using our higher brain, our higher self, however you want to call it, to reflect on where our actions are taking us in the long term. We need to decide what we want instead, and we need to be able to envision how our life will improve if we make that change. Making a note of this will motivate you, if nothing else, to get out of the cycle. Now, I knew my goal was to be a healthy woman that didn't make food choices on autopilot. 
I wanted to give my body the right fuel to power me through the day and help me achieve my physical fitness goals. The problem was I was getting a dopamine hit each morning when I had that biscuit and it was like one of those lab mice that pushed the button for food. The flower lit me up and the fact that the people knew me and were happy to see me made me feel good. But what was my goal to accomplish in the long run? Because your goal has to have meaning for you to want to commit to your new habits. Goals have to have new facets. They they can be practical. They can be feeling-based or emotionally driven, or they can be both. So how would I break this habit that had become so ingrained and work towards my new goal? One of the best books I've read on making change happen is Atomic Habits by James Clear. Consider adding it to your reading list if you haven't already read it, because it is full of tips on introducing new habits and replacing old ones. And one of the first things James says is when we try to change too many things at once, it breaks our focus and we become confused and overwhelmed. So that leads me to the O in POA, one. (laughs) If you want to reach a goal, you need to break your goals down into miniature achievable habits. And a great place to start is choosing to do one thing differently, just one thing, whether that's driving a different way to work if your default is pulling into Starbucks. It could be choosing to eat the rainbow of veggies, not Skittles, (laughs) if your goal is to incorporate more healthy foods. It's way easier to say, I'll eat colors rather than come up with some elaborate meal plan that's going to be tough to sticking to, right? Maybe getting one mile in a day of walking, whatever you choose, but pick only one thing to start with. Another tip James Clear has is habit stacking. And this is where you build new habits by taking advantage of the old ones that are already working. It looks like slipping your new habit into an existing routine. So doing one thing automatically triggers the next step. And synaptic pruning occurs with every habit you build. So likely you have very strong habits and connections you take daily for granted. For example, brushing your teeth. You do this first thing, I hope, (laughs) probably without even thinking, right? Take advantage of your solid habits and use them in your favor. So one of my goals was to start drinking warm lemon ginger water each morning. The warm water is very hydrating, lemon is alkalizing, and ginger reduces inflammation. Incidentally, warm lemon water is excellent to sip on throughout the day because it helps stimulate Agni or your digestion. So each morning, I was already in the habit of grabbing a water bottle from the fridge before heading out the door. What I did was I added pre-cut lemon wedges and ginger to the refrigerator to take advantage of the habit of going to the fridge for my water bottle. Then I placed a kettle by the fridge so all the pieces were in place. Adding the warm drink to my routine was really easy. That's an example of how you can pair your new desired habit with a current habit. What might this look like if you want to start a regular journaling or meditation practice? Maybe it's after I pour my cup of coffee, I will meditate for five minutes as it cools. How about adding more physical fitness to your daily routine? Maybe it looks like after I get out of my work clothes, 
I'll immediately put on workout clothes. <laughs> Simply linking habits allows you to take advantage of strong connections already built into your brain, and you'll be more likely to stick with the new behavior. I love the quote by Charles Noble. First, we make our habits, then our habits make us. So master one, then you can start adding another and create a larger habit stack until your habits create the new identity you're seeking. Next, the A in the POA, accountability. The power of having support as you try to get off autopilot can't be overstated. What does this look like? Support groups, community like the Clarity Club membership, and accountability buddy, whether it's family, friends, coworkers, commit to the new action you're trying to get on autopilot. Sharing your goals and habits gives this extra layer of help when your mind tries to go back to the old patterns. So I'm sure you're wondering how my drawer story ended up. Well, after about a month, my brain automatically started opening the correct drawer without me having to think about the change. You see, although we're creatures of habit, also creatures of change and adaptation. Adaptivity is our superpower, and all we have to do is harness it for positive changes. So whether it's improving your health and self-care practices, your finances, getting organized, or pursuing a project on your one-day-when-I-have-time list, start reprogramming your autopilot and course correct. See how it improves your well-being. Now that I've adjusted my drawer situation, you may be wondering what's my next goal. Well, I'll share it with you. Changing my diet to 80% plant-based by this May. If you want to know why 80%, you'll have to message me or read Atomic Habits. And committing here on the podcast to you is my way of implementing the accountability aspect. Until our next chat, I wish you clarity as you get off autopilot for the things that aren't serving you and reprogram your health to a new, more beneficial, course-corrected autopilot and start reaping the benefits of naturally choosing healthy behaviors and actions because that's what your brain's been trained to do, easy and effortlessly. This is Mika Hill signing out. for listening to True Basis Health. Please post a review and subscribe to our channel. And as you move through your day today, remember, a clear mind is a powerful mind. So cultivate clarity with awareness. You've got this. <laughs>